You Are Not Alone is a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. I'm Blaine, your host and RPG-loving friend. Wow, it's been a while since I've said that. Welcome to Season 3. Our hiatus went a little longer than I anticipated, but I'm settled in my new house, and the You Are Not Alone studio is all set up. I'm so glad to be back to tell scary stories for you all to listen to. I hope you've been doing alright. All the front matter you're used to. If you like what you've heard, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on whatever podcatcher you use. It's a great way to help new listeners find our spooky stories. If you have questions, comments, want to recommend a game, be a guest, or just say hi, you can reach me on Twitter at notalone underscore horror, or through the emails at youarenotalonepod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. This week we're starting a game of Heart. Heart is a weird horror game by Grant Howitt and Christopher Taylor set in the same world as their other game, Spire. Heart takes place in the surreal world below the city of Spire. It is a land pressing up against the heart of pure chaos, where the laws of the natural world break down. You play desperate adventurers seeking something that can only be found in this chaotic nightmare land, which is why you press ever forward, despite the very landscape telling you that you should turn back. It is a really great horror game, especially if you like surreal horror and body horror. Just a warning, this game features a lot of blood and body horror, so if those things bother you, please be careful and safe if you listen further. So with all that out of the way, let's jump in. Joining me to play Heart is Kendrick Smith. Kendrick is the host of the incredible new podcast, Tales Yet Told. Hey Kendrick, how's it going? It's going pretty well, how are you? I am doing fantastic, thank you. I am excited both to be playing Heart and to to be getting to play a game with you. I've fallen in love with Tales Yet Told uh, already after two episodes. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad glad to hear that. uh, We put in a lot of work starting all the way back in like June. So now that it's finally out and we're able to actually have people listen to it, I'm always very nervous. Every time an episode comes out. I I know that feeling uh, very well. <laughs> I'm sure. So for, uh, for our listeners, why don't you tell folks a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do, where they can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, uh, so uh, as I just said, uh, my name is Kendrick. I use he, they pronouns. I am primarily, I guess, a, a, a video what I do in my day job. But um, on the internet, uh, I do a lot of like TTRPG stuff on TikTok. I make uh, videos about the vast variety of uh, tabletop games that I'm getting into and helping other people get into some more games that aren't just like Dungeons and Dragons. Not that there's anything wrong with Dungeons and Dragons. But I think we just need more content out there, you know, about all of there's so many games like Heart, the game we're playing, which uh, I first learned about 
on another podcast and was immediately like, I've got to buy it. And it's been sitting on my shelf until you were like, hey, do you want to play a game? <laughs> uh, and I, I was so happy that you picked Heart because it is a game that I've been wanting to play for a while. Right. <laughs> I'm glad we, we now have an, an excuse to do it. Yeah, it sat there for ages. I paged through the PDF uh, and finally having a reason to to open the PDF and read it. Well, I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could give us both reason to finally crack it open and like actually read it. Yeah, I am. I am very excited to play. But yeah, I guess let's before uh, before we play, let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Oh, yeah, because Tales Yet Told is fantastic, and everyone everyone should know about it. I'm glad you think so. I I would like to think so as well. So Tales Yet Told, it is uh, an actual play podcast where we have kind of dedicated ourselves to trying to uh, tell like really weird and fun stories using primarily like uh, indie uh, tabletop games. Uh, So our first season that is out is called Strangers in the Wood, uh, where we play Babes in the Wood, powered by the Apocalypse game uh, by Adam Voss, who is an amazing game designer. I love all of his work. I'm slow. I'm slowly buying every single piece, <laughs> every single game he puts out. I'm slowly adding to my shelf. They're so good. But it is a, uh, it's a powered by the Apocalypse game that is very heavily inspired by over the Garden Wall, a great show. Uh, and similarly, our show is also inspired by Over the Garden Wall. So we've got a bunch of kids, or a couple of kids, who are lost in the woods uh, with an animal companion. But rather than like the old kind of Americana, you know, pilgrims kind of aesthetic, uh, we've gone for a more 80s aesthetic. And it's weird and fun. And I love my players. <laughs> It is such a good show. Like everyone is on point. Uh, you as the GM, everyone playing, uh, and that like when they when they came upon a diner with a jukebox, it made my heart so happy. See, exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to get. I'm glad. I really wanted to pull the nostalgia strings. It was one of the, it was of in like the kind of concept notes that I came up with when I was like pitching this game to the players. Like the main thing that I, the main kind of theme that I wanted to hit on. And uh, I think it'll get hit on more as the game goes. Uh, but this like concept of like weaponized nostalgia which is both like a theme within the game, but also a thing we're using to try to make, make it more enjoyable for people. Yeah, it is, and it is, it's, you know, nostalgia is one of those things where like, it's great to a point. Yeah. And it is like, I, f- I feel like being in the demographic of like the people that they really want money from right now, like someone like someone in their late thirties, like nostalgia is really targeted at that age group. Yeah. It is. It's just, Hey, uh, older millennials, give us your money. And so it's interesting to see a game that plays with that, both the good and bad side of nostalgia. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly what we were trying to hit on. And we'll hopefully continue to try to hit on. I, 
from like things that people have been telling me, which again, I'm like so incredibly grateful that anyone a listens to the podcast at all, but b that people seem to be enjoying it. Is that a lot of people have been like, ah, oh, it feels very, it feels very comfortable and nostalgic, but also very fresh and new. And it's like that is the exact like kind of vibe that I was hoping we were going to get out of it, so that we can continue to like pull and then eventually twist that as it goes on and i'm just very excited for what is to come knowing what is ahead and knowing where everybody is right now i'm very excited that's awesome that is one of the weird things about being a podcast producer is like hey i do pretty short arcs so it's less a little bit less so for me in that way but like knowing that you have the story like months ahead of time yeah um, and you're like, oh, I can't wait for them to get to these beats. I can't like, I've got, I've got everyone exactly where I want them. Now just wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I'm, <laughs> I'm watching people being like, oh, I love it when Dorothy and Dakota do this, or oh man, Dorothy, our little baby, she needs to be protected. And I'm like, uh huh, yep, that's uh huh, that's exactly what I thought you were gonna say. I can't wait for you to get a little later on. <laughs> uh huh. Oh no. Dorothy's fine. Dorothy's great. <laughs> There's nothing to worry about. Dorothy's gonna Dorothy's gonna be fine for now. Wink wink. Oh no. <laughs> um, I'm so great. concerned now. There's nothing to be concerned about. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, so anyone uh anyone who's listening to this, uh, if you haven't checked out Tales Yet Told, go subscribe. It has been I'm a little bit behind because I am always a little bit behind on podcasts these days. Oh, same. But the first two episodes were fantastic. I, I, I have been lucky enough to move to working from home in the last two years. But the thing mm-hmm. that sucks about that is it's the, the two hours of commute that I had to listen to podcasts is gone. I feel I, I used to be a delivery driver. So the vast majority of my time used to be spent on the road, but now I don't do that anymore. And so all of the time that I had to catch up on podcasts gone and it's been tragic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I had very much a first world problem, but it is a problem that I will, (laughs) I will complain about because I miss being up to date on, all, and like every time a new podcast comes out, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to just be constantly behind on this one, too. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the struggle. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's jump into heart and let's talk a little bit about about your character. Yeah. Uh, so so tell us about oh, I love this character so much. Uh, tell us about Nachdad. <laughs> Uh, yes, so Nashdad uh, uses he him pronouns. He is a knoll, uh, which is <laughs> uh, he is a knoll. His calling in the heart is enlightenment, with the minor beats uh, to find a helpful text, and a major beat uh, to kill someone who is trying to stop you from claiming knowledge. Uh, I I kind of imagine Nashdad being like this. I imagine him being a little short for a knoll. I, I, thinking of uh, like thinking of like a traditional knoll being like six feet somewhere. This big intimidating creature. I imagine 
him being a little shorter, maybe like five four, maybe very still very broad, uh, like uh, like a really like almost matted down uh, coat. Because I imagine he's always like down and dirty, breaking into places, stealing things, and I, I don't think he really cares about like washing his fur and like keeping it fluffy and like who has time for that this is the heart you know i gotta be breaking in the homes and stealing your little bits and bops that you got and then taking them to my like little corner in the alley where i play around with them and see what they do awesome i love it (laughs) so yeah uh i have so oh and you're you are a junk mage Oh, yes. I forgot. Yes, I'm a junk mage. I take bits and bops, and I use them to do magic. Oh, it's going to be so good. (laughs) So I have two questions that come from the book. Uh, So the first one is uh, related to being uh, being a null. Uh, so the first thing to kind of determine is, have you, did you come to the heart because you wanted to? Did you come to the heart because you had to flee Spire for some reason? Or were you born in the heart? Um, I think, I think I came here of my own accord. I don't think I was born down here. Okay. But I think, yeah, I think either lived in Spire or somewhere around Spire, um, and then came down here in search of magic, in search of power, in search of treasure, in search of shiny things, in search of like whatever he could get his hands on. Awesome. So I think what I'm going to do, um, since this is an ongoing thing for you, the question in the book is, did you find what you were looking for? But it sounds like it is definitely still kind of an ongoing thing. So what I'm going to do is I am going to give you a second piece of starting gear. Ooh, okay. That is going to be a D8 occult item. Okay. And it is the first thing that Nashdad stole when he came to the heart. Uh, so what is that item? Oh, the thing I stole. Um, so something fair, like not like yeah. artifact level, but something pretty powerful. Yeah. I think it might've, hmm, I was about to say like an amulet or something, but that feels very played. Um, I think, ooh, okay, how about this? I think it is a jar with, like, some kind of, like, viscous liquid of some color. And floating in it is an eye that still, like, looks around. Like, it's an animated eye. It's not attached (laughs) to anything, but it still is, like, alive and looking around. I love that so much. Perfect. 
And I think I, I think I just think it's fascinating where like there are times where Nashdad is like curled up at night, going to sleep, will hold the jar and just like look at the eye as it looks back at him and we'll just be like, What what is this? Ah, it's so good. Alright, so then my second question comes from Enlightenment. What impossible thing is Nashdad trying to do in the city beneath? Possible thing. Um, impossible here is in quotes. Uh, yeah. We're noting to, to denote that you're going to probably find a way to do it. Yeah. Um, what's interested in what's the what's the most interesting impossibility for someone who comes down to a place looking for I think well, okay hmm, maybe it is what is the weirdest thing for me to collect what would be the like the 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 mag like if I had a museum this would have its own little place in the back it's like yep I got one of these and everyone else like, what that's how impossible I feel like it would have at heart, it can be, I mean, almost, almost anything. Yeah. As weird, as weird as, uh, as you can make it. Maybe it's a piece of the heart, right? It, I mean, I know the, 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 I, and I, I don't really know what your kind of conceptualization of like what the, I know the, they leave it rather vague, but. Yeah. I mean, that is. Maybe it is a, yeah, like some, maybe I'm looking for like a physical manifestation or like a piece of a physical manifestation of what the heart is. Okay. I like that. That is a good, for someone who is trying to steal a bunch of weird stuff, a physical piece of the heart feels like a good kind of ultimate goal. Yeah. It's like like trying to get like a piece of a piece of like <laughs> corruption made of like physical <laughs> which is like what is that what is that even? And I and I think yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to go with that. I like it. Um Okay, I think I so I want uh, I want to make sure that Nashdad at least gets a, a shot at <laughs> at this physical piece of a heart of the heart in this session. That's fair. Um, it's going to be dangerous, but I live for danger. It's my middle name. <sighs> All right. So just a reminder, we did we did the lines and veils kind of before the game, but we do. I always play with the X card. Mm-hmm. So if at any point we hit something that uh, that you're not comfortable with, uh, just say I want to X that. Okay. And uh, I will pivot. Okay. But I think, I mean, I guess with a game like this, it could get real weird. <laughs> I imagine it will. It is there uh, if if we need it, and that can even be like if you're just, you know, if 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 
some element of the story is something that's kind of you've you've done it recently and don't feel like telling that kind of story. Okay, sounds good. So, I think we join Nashdad in a dark, dark room, and there is kind of whiffing through this room that smell that comes immediately after you have snuffed out a candle where there's still like an undernote of whatever scent that candle was, but it's also kind of that pungent smell of burning. And the air almost feels kind of thick and heavy with smoke like hundreds or maybe even thousands of candles had been lit, but were all just simultaneously snuffed. So it is dark and kind of warm. The air is heavy and thick with this smell. And I want to take a moment to ask you who told Nashdad that the followers of Mehor, the god of snuffed candles, may have information on how to get to the heart. I think I think that there is a bar somewhere in like the dark dredges of of the city that Nashdad frequents. Um, it's where it's it's got the it's got the worst drinks in town, but they're cheap and people will go there. And it's like a place where people only really go if they have nowhere else to go. And I think he overheard a conversation because uh, he he mostly goes there to people watch because these are the kinds of people who will accidentally give out information. It's like this is where like people's like butlers or like servants or like like people who interact with other people who have things that Nashdad may want to steal, information that Nashdad might want, people who are around them and are like poor and bad off enough to like go drink and like kind of just rant about their problems to whoever will listen kind of deal. And I think that a former member of the church was there at the bar and he overheard a conversation between, uh, between this person and, and someone else talking about either some research or some belief or some ritual or whatever it was. I'm not, too keen on the details, but it was enough to pique my interest that someone at the church might have the kind of information I'm looking for. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. I like that. I I know that type of bar very well. Yeah. (laughs) So Nashdad heard about this temple at the bar, decided to set out, and has been journeying for at least a couple of days and is now sitting in this room 
And again, it's kind of hot and the feel of smoke is all throughout the air. And there is a sound approaching in the darkness that is this kind of wet, like wet sound slapping against the stone of the floor. Almost like someone has taken like a wet towel and is just smacking it on the floor. Uh, and you realize it's the sound of something approaching. Mm. And it's getting closer. And it's getting closer. Is it like coming from behind me? Or like in front? Can I tell the direction? You can tell it's coming from in front of you. Like I imagine because this room is so dark, uh, I imagine you're probably still kind of at the back of the sanctuary area. And it sounds like it's coming from the front of the room. I've just, I've just like snuck into this room, right? Like I haven't like walked through the door. Like no one, as far as I'm aware, knows that I'm here. Is that correct? Yeah, I guess if that's, that, that is a good question. Uh, is that how you would have preferred to enter? Um, I, I, Yes. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like I'm I'm more of a I I will I will be seen when I am ready to be seen is the kind of thought process I think Nashdad goes through. So with like sneak into the temple um and like try my best not to be seen as much as possible. And so I guess hearing this sound um, Nashdad would try to, I guess, if the room is dark, like try to get to a corner, like get to a wall near a corner and then work my way around this, the source of the sound until I can get to a point where it doesn't seem like it's coming toward me. I can get a better look at whatever it is that's making this noise. Okay. So yeah, let's see. I think that would be a roll. That sounds about right. So I am going to say uh, this would be a sneak roll. Okay. I think I mean, the domain that I would say is most prevalent here is religion. That tracks. But if you wanted to try to make an argument for how you could apply a cult here, I would be, I would be willing to hear it out. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can. I think, uh, I think religion, ma- religion makes the most sense in my mind as well. We're in a temple and I'm not doing anything particularly like magical to, to hide myself. I would. Yeah. Okay. Religion makes the most sense. So yeah. So you get the two dice, uh, which is still pretty, uh, pretty good, particularly cause there's no, uh, no difficulty for Nashdad because he is, uh, I have a mark of shadows. Very Hiding sneaky. is always standard. Very sneaky boy. <laughs> uh, uh, that is a six and a two. All right. Uh, so a six is a success, but you take stress. Yeah. So let me see what stress I think makes the most sense here. Blood 
echo mind fortune and supplies. Okay. I think I think I actually hear I think I'm going to say fortune. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz the like the downsides to gaining fortune stress is bad luck or overconfidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh which I like I like that as an idea in this moment of like Nashtad being like oh, it's a temple like I can I can do this. It's a bunch of what worshipers, cultists, whatever they want to call themselves. Like what are they going to do? Uh, so that is only one stress. Oh, perfect. So that is one stress in fortune. I'm not going to roll because there's zero chance of fallout with one stress. Fair. Did you end up with any resistances? I forget. Uh, no, I did not. So for our listeners, um, just a real brief aside on how this game works is there are these different resistance tracks. Uh, whenever you fail rolls or get mixed successes, you'll take damage, essentially damage to one of those tracks. Sometimes you'll have resistance that lets you lower that damage. And then I, after you take stress, will roll a D12. And if I get less than your current stress, bad things will happen. But yeah, that's just one one stress, one stress to fortune. Yep. And uh, you do manage to. So, what are you? You are undetected for the time being by whatever this weird slurping thing is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to make my way around the walls. Is there a is there like an angle that I can like maybe get like a glimpse at whatever is making this sound? Yeah, so I think you're you're moving around and you're kind of, you know, moving towards the the sidewall to kind of maybe move up to the front of this area. And the room is very dark uh because all of these candles have been snuffed out. Um, but you do catch a quick glimpse, and it looks in the kind of darkness of the room like a puddle that is moving towards you. Oh. Or not necessarily towards you, but moving around the room. It kind of came up the center aisle mm-hmm. and is just kind of moving around. Like, you get the... you get. Nashdad gets the impression that like maybe this thing obviously doesn't know where you are, mm-hmm. but it might be able to sense that something is in the room. That like there's there's something in this room that shouldn't that uh, like isn't normal. Gotcha. I like this puddle. I want it. Hmm, part of me thinks that maybe this this puddle is what put out these candles. There's no one else in here. I guess. Are there any other way? Are there any other like doors or anything in this room, like leading to other passages or something? Not that you can tell. Uh, like you can tell, like it's this large room with a bunch of pews, mm-hmm. and I and you would you could take a guess that there's probably some like some rooms beyond this this chapel. Uh huh. But you can't see the doors. Uh, everything kind of fades into full darkness. Gotcha. At the far end of the room. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to need some light, but I don't want this. 
I mean, what <laughs> I was about to say, what's the worst a puddle could do? And then I remembered that I can drown people. I'm sure a puddle could as well. Um, uh, how do I deal with this puddle? Oh, okay. what is this? Uh, this puddle seems so insurmountable. Um, it, there's an altar you said, right? Like up towards like the, the middle of the, uh, the aisle. Yeah, you get the impression that, like, at the far end of the room, there's, like, steps up, and you can kind of see, like, a basic outline in the darkness of what looks like maybe an altar. Cool. I'm going to move over towards the altar, then, uh, as stealthily as I can, see if maybe the altar might have something I can use, maybe a like a match or something that someone that like whoever would be like holding service would like light the. Yeah. Yeah. So you move up um, and you're still kind of avoiding this puddle and the altar, as you get closer, uh, you see is just this kind of large wooden table. And on the table are just hundreds of candles at different heights. Um, different amounts having burnt away. Um, And you can see that there's almost still kind of this, even in the darkness, this smoke rising, like they had just recently been snuffed. And you see, I would imagine there is a box of matches and you do see like a, a like proper, like ornamental religious candle snuffer, Mm -hmm. uh, like a little bell that you put over the top of the candle to put it out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm going to uh, I just take like a handful of these candles. Like, how big is the biggest candle? There are like, there are some pretty big ones that are probably like, you know, like two or three inches in diameter. Okay. Um, And pretty tall down to like some pretty standard like taper candles. Gotcha. So yeah, you. I mean, if you want to grab a handful of them, you certainly could. Yeah, I'm going to grab a handful of like the more like smaller, medium sized candles, whatever will fit in my jacket. Or my, I just kind of stuff them in. Just, just adding to that overstuffed coat. <laughs> I got it. I'm a junk mage. Maybe I can use them for like a ritual or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I makes sense to me. And you do see now that you're up here, there is like a doorway off to it. So it looks like there's the altar, which is again, very large and it's really kind of just a table Mm -hmm. and then kind of rising up behind the altar is like a pulpit that you would imagine whoever is officiating a service would stand at. And then kind of both to the left and the right of the pulpit, there are doors. And down candles. Are these candles, do these candles act as a resource of any kind? If not, that's fine. I I was just asking. I would say they are, yeah, I would say they're a D6 resource. Okay. Because they're pretty, pretty common candles. Mm Mm-hmm. As a as someone who helps run a church, I know how expensive candles are, and if you need that many, uh, you get the <laughs> cheapest candles possible. Okay, cool. 
So yeah, uh, we'll call it a D6 resource, and then like you could use them either as a resource in town. Like religion? Yeah. Gotcha. Or you could make uh, use them to make light. Cool. I'm going to use them. I'm going to take... I'm going to take that box of matches as well, and uh, I'm going to light one of the uh, and put the rest in my coat. I'm going to toss the matches in there as well. All right. So you light up that candle and it kind of flickers to life. And it is, I mean, it's not, it's a big room, so it's not necessarily super bright. But you do see that puddle kind of in the distance moving towards you. At the front of the room. Mm, don't like that. Alright, time to go through that door. Um, before this puddle gets me. <laughs> left or right? Oh, jeez. Uh, good adventurers go left. So, I'll, t- I'll take left. Alright. Uh, so, you open up the door to the left and kind of run inside. Right. Are you, are you closing the door uh, when you move inside? Or... Yeah, I'll try to close it, like, you know, as quietly as I can, so hopefully no one else hears, like, doors opening it. Okay. Yeah, uh, so you, uh, you move inside this room, and as you turn to, like, shut the door, you see, you catch one last glimpse of that puddle, and there is now enough light in the room that you realize... It is a puddle of blood. It is a like thick, viscous blood that is kind of pulling itself along the stone floor. Hmm. Well, that's not great. I'm going to close that door. <laughs> I'm going to close that door. <laughs> so you, you, you close that door uh, and you find yourself in the sacristy of this temple. So it is like the, the, the storage room slash room where the, the members of the clergy would vest up before, uh, before service. So there's uh, like a couple tall standing closets. There's a table. There are kind of uh, shelves with even more, maybe thousands of candles on them, and no one is in the room right now. Candles. Is this... Oh, no. So have I just, like... (laughs) Have I just come into, like, a large candle storage closet? Basically. uh, There are, are, again, some, like, standing cabinets. I think... I think there are some, like, large stained-glass windows. Okay. But the weird thing is, like, they look like stained glass windows, but they don't have any, like, design in them. They're just mm. these, like, massively tall, blood-red windows. Mm. And so whatever weird anomalous light is outside of this temple, because it's not the sun, but, like, maybe it's the sun, yeah. uh, because the heart is odd. Yeah. It is casting light through these windows and making the entire room just glow this blood red color. Great. Love that. Uh, I guess oh, it is. Okay, go wrong. On me. 
Yeah, what can go wrong? I've trapped myself in a closet with the little blood puddle slowly making its way towards me Um, from another room. And I'm sure it can get through a door pretty easily. Uh, But I also want to know what's in these cabinets. I'm going (laughs) to... I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna go through some cabinets real quick. Okay. So yeah, you throw open these cabinets, and uh, they appear to be like clothing cabinets. So it's where they keep the vestments for uh, the priests of this church. So there are just all of these like really nice red robes hanging neatly from hangers. There are. One of them you get the impression is for, like, the clergy of the church. And then the other you get the impression is for, like, the choir. Uh And the choir robes are, like, white. But then they have this detailing that almost makes it look like there's, like, blood running down them. Are we sure this is a church about candles? (laughs) It seems like it might be a church about blood. (laughs) I mean, it is, it, from everything you've been told, <laughs> it is uh, It is the Church of Mayror, the god of s- snuffed candles. Uh, is the candle light? It is, it is, <laughs> I mean, you have seen, <laughs> you have seen a lot of candles. That's, you know what? Uh, but you've also seen a lot of blood. Hmm, well, huh. Huh, okay. I'm going to take one of both of these. I'm gonna take one of like the uh, the preacher robes and one of the 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 choir robes. All right. I'm gonna stuff the I'm gonna stuff the preacher robe into my my coat. <laughs> I'm just adding one to the pile. Yep. And then I'm gonna try to and then I'm gonna try to put the 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 choir robe over the coat. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I imagine that it probably fits because those choir robes are usually pretty—they're pretty big, loose and flowing. Yeah, so like it looks—it looks a little comical. Like it is definitely way tighter than it should be, uh, but it definitely fits over you. Perfect. I think with Nash Dodd being a little bit shorter for for a knoll, I think that like the robe is a little bit too long. Great. <laughs> I love this. This is a great image. Uh, so it like drags a little bit and like being that you're wearing this like heavy coat stuffed full of stuff, like it doesn't hang quite as low as it would. Yeah. But it is still definitely dragging on the ground a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'm fine with that. It will serve its Okay, well, if that is everything in this room that isn't a candle, it is basically all all everything that is not candle or robe you have seen. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to slightly open the door and peek through to see how close the blood pool is. So as you open the door, oh great, <laughs> you. Don't see a puddle anymore. What you see standing just like maybe a foot or two back from the door is a humanoid form 
that seems to be made entirely out of blood. Mm. And it is standing there and like it has it has no face, it has no like discernible it is like a like almost like a a doll but made of blood. Mm. Great. Is it looking at me or looking in my direction? It is it is as best you can tell <laughs> looking in your direction. <laughs> is it still coming towards me or is it just standing there looking at me now? Once you open the door it stops and is just looking at you. And uh, uh it it says oh it speaks great in this it in this voice that is like a a gurgling voice like someone who is maybe drowning trying to speak uh but it does form words that you can understand and it says what can the priests of mayor do for you I, I, I pause for a moment, <laughs> taking in the, <laughs> the drowning noises of this blood puddle talking to me, this blood person talking to me. It got weird fast. It got very weird fast. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think much Dodd. Like, for a second, like, pauses and just goes, Uh, I, uh, I was one, uh, mm. I, I completely think he was just 100%, just completely thrown off. Was not expecting to talk to a blood person. <laughs> 100%. It is not, even in a place as weird as the heart. Uh, it is not necessarily what you anticipate your day bringing you. No, not at all. I imagine Nashdad is usually very calm, collected, like, okay, I'm doing the job. I know what I got to do. This is completely throwing him off his game. He was not expecting this. <laughs> Just, uh, um, I was wondering if I, uh, ugh. Is there someone I can talk to about? I just have some questions about the church. Uh, and it, like, the blood puddle, like, turns towards the pews uh, and says, Yes, of, of course, child. Come, sit, and we can speak of Mayror. Oh, you're the person I gotta talk to. Okay, great, 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 great. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll come out of the the, uh, the out of the closet, still carrying like the candle, and kind of <laughs> shuffle towards uh, one of the pews, like looking around to see if there's anything like if there's anything else about the room, are there more blood puddles? Is there a person that's like throwing their voice? Like very confused and very worried that someone's about to get the drop on him. Uh, there are no other blood puddles. Great. Perfect. Love to hear that. Give me a, uh, that's at least a, a, 
a check in the plus plus category. Yeah. Give me a discern check. Okay. I do have discern. Would the would this possibly go under checking like if uh something is being hidden from me magically? Yeah, you're uh discerning when something is hidden. Yeah. By unnatural means. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh I think that we can say that this is this falls under that category. Okay. Cool. So that means I have mastery. So discern. Uh, so that's three. What domain would is this? It feels pretty cursed, personally. Uh, but I don't know if you have a different one. Yeah, I would say cursed or religion. Okay. Uh, are the ones that say, could this be a cult? Yeah, let's say it could be a cult. So that gives you four dice. Okay. Awesome. Would really like to know something. <laughs> what's, what's the deal with this blood puddle? Um, ooh, okay. So that's a nine, a nine, a seven, and a four. Nice. Uh, so yeah, you, you handily succeed. Yeah. So you realize so you don't see any other blood puddles or any like human okay vague ominous phrasing uh and as you like as you come out of the room this figure starts to like light some of the candles that are on the altar to to add some light to the room and you look around in this room, like even as the candles get lit, like it feels kind of dark, even with the candlelight. And at first it feels weird to you because it does like a lot of church chat, like cathedrals. It has like large windows running the entire length, but no light seems to be coming through them. And one of the things that, Nashdad will notice with that role is that there seems to be and at first it looks kind of just like a red window like the ones in the in the sacristy but Nashdad realizes that there are like essentially suits of skin mm. that have been hung over these windows Mm, mm, mm. To block the light. Hate that. Hate all of that. Like, maybe the skin that this blood puddle at one point wore mm -hmm. has been hung over the window. But also, and I think that this comes with Nishtad's uh, teeth begin to like shake. In 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 their sockets, mm -hmm. realizing that there is something odd about the altar, um, like there's something underneath it. Oh no! Like that might be of use. Okay. Okay. Does it smell like anything? Like magical, perhaps? What does? Divination magic smell like to Nashdad. Ooh. I think 
I don't know why, but whenever I think of like divination, I always think of the moon for some reason. I have that has nothing to do with smells. I don't know why. Uh, it smells like moonlight. I don't. It. I think. I think it. Okay, no, I know what it smells like. I think divination is like this mix between. Uh, I think it smells somewhere between like a rotting corpse. And, uh, like, baby's breath? You know, like, the, the flower? Yeah. I think it's like a, I think it's like a mix between, like, the, it's, it's, and it's not like an overwhelming rotting corpse smell. It's like, it's, it's like the smell of a corpse that has just started to rot. It's something, it's like, it's when it turns and it starts going bad and you're like, oh, man, this is about, like, where you can tell a worse smell is in the future of this. But also, there's like that mix of kind of flowery, I don't really know what baby's best smells like. It was the only flower that came to mind. Ah, they don't have a scent, so that was a bad move on my part. <laughs> a quick Google very quickly answered me. They don't smell like anything. Okay, let's go with lavender. I wanted to go with something that smelled... <laughs> it's like it's like a... it's The smell that I'm trying to go for is like... I think it's this mixture of a smell of like something that is dying and like something that is getting worse over time with something that is new and fresh and has a lot ahead of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that. I think that is a, a perfect a perfect smell. It's like just enticing enough. Yeah. Uh but also dangerous. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you you smell that like the fresh cut lavender flower and the just subtle rottenness mm. coming from underneath the altar. Cool. And uh, this blood person finishes lighting the candles and comes and like sits down next to you. Mm. And it says, My name is Brother Odalon. Who are you? You can call me Nash. Well, Nash, welcome to the Temple of Mayror. We are the Brothers of Eternal Hunger. Thank you to Kendrick Smith for playing. I can't recommend their podcast, Tales Yet Told Enough. It is really amazing, and you should go listen to it right away. Thank you to Grant Howitt and Christopher Taylor for designing such a horrifyingly good game. And thank you to you for listening. We'll pick up with this game of heart on June 17th. Our theme song is Everybody Knows My Name by Harley Poe. Thank you to Joe Whiteford for letting us use it. Until next time, remember that you are strong. You are beautiful, and you are not alone.
My name.